Hi, this is Clint Urey from Employment Compensation. He's our specialist extraordinaire and uh, works with us on all our compensation and job classification, um, the jobs and things that we have to do on all that. So he he's our conduit and he helps us and he's very good to us. So thank you very much, Clint. And he's going to talk to you today about the transition from the SPEC program to the competency program. There are booklets here. Um, some of you may uh, may choose to get a booklet when we get you more copies down there. They're being run right now, or you may choose not to have um, newspaper copies. There's links. All this is online, and um, it's online on our outreach. We have all the links to the Central OHR uh, homepage and websites, and also from from Central OHR. You know, all the links are are there for him. Okay, so. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate everyone coming here today to find out a little bit more about the competencies program. Um, just kind of a around the um, probably people here have either transitioned or kind of know a little bit about the competencies program. Yes, we got a few. We got a mixed bunch. Um, today's program is actually supposed to kind of hit in the middle uh, for the people that you know are just starting to learn a little bit about competencies but also as a refresher for people that really do know a lot about competencies. So, as you can see, as we go through the presentation, if you do have any questions, feel free to contact, you know, raise your hand and uh, ask any questions you wish. Um, what we find is that if you don't ask the question right then and there, you wait to the end, you forget. So, and that's probably the best time to ask the question whenever it's a pop your head. So, um, with that being said, we're actually gonna go into the presentation. Um, as I just mentioned, the goal is to help increase the understanding among staff and supervisors. Um, this is actually going to affect all staff employees. So all staff employees will transition to the competency program. Um, so just for everyone here to get a better understanding of the program. What we're going to go over today is actually the definition of competencies. We've heard a lot about it, so what exactly is it? Then we'll go over the goals of the program, uh, some of the advantages, the structure of the program, um, the documents and systems. Uh, with every new program comes more documents, more systems that will be utilized. Um, then I'll go into the transition process, so more or less so for employees, what does the next few months look like and what, will, what responsibilities do, does employment compensation have, as well as some staff supervisors and resource representatives. Then I'll go over some of the resources. As Dale already mentioned, um, Outreach's website has a lot of this information. I'll also provide you with some other resources to find out a bit more about the actual program. Then lastly, any questions? Okay, so what are competencies? They're the identified set of knowledge, skills, abilities, and behaviors needed to perform a job successfully. So how is this different than SPEC? Um, SPEC program looked at duties and responsibilities that a person's actually performing. Competencies is looking at what does it take to perform the job. So what does it take to actually perform these responsibilities? And that's the main difference between the, the SPEC and Competencies program from a job evaluation standpoint. Um, they are measurable and observable. So you can measure competencies and you can observe them also. You may want to know a little bit more about the Competencies program and how it developed. It was developed by an executive oversight group um, which consisted of deans and executives, as well as a design team, which also consisted of about 50 employees across the university, as well as human resource representatives and DBSs. They identified a program 
to more or less align with these goals. Um, before I go into that, every compensation program is not a one-stop-fits-all, that uh, this is the best program out there. There's pros and cons to every, every compensation program. This is the best one for Penn State's needs, and we outlined these goals, what we want our compensation program to do, and this compensation program is more or less meets all of our needs. Um, <coughs> compensation programs actually last between 15 and 20 years, so with SPEC, it was implemented in 1992, so we're starting to get towards the end of that. Um, it's time to move on to a, a new compensation program. Um, you could say we're kind of at the forefront here at Penn State within competencies. There are other universities that are utilizing competencies, but universities such as the University of Minnesota, uh, they have come to us and want to know how we're actually working, how competencies are, are working within Penn State. So we're kind of leading in some ways. Um, you may say, well, this has been around for many years. If you're in private industry, yes, it has. Um, it's been around for 30 years, but higher education is starting to make the, make the move, the transition, so. Okay, some of the goals of the program. Uh, supports quality decisions to recruit, retain, develop, evaluate, and compensate employees. As you can see, it's a comprehensive system. There's many different factors that are going to be intertwined into competencies. Um, the recruiting, the retaining, those are all all uh, areas of a compensation program. Now, the develop and evaluate, the developing employees, this is going to be something a little bit different. Um, competencies are going to be intertwined into the SRDP process in the future. We're currently um, revamping the current SRDP process for 2011. Um, so next year, we'll be incorporating competencies into it. Now, some people have asked, well, does that mean that they're combining GSI and everything? No, they're not combining. Um, Evaluation, the compensation portion will be by itself. SRDP will be on its own. But we'll be working in, uh, in, in conjunction with all those different areas. Another thing is succession planning. We'll be utilizing companies for succession planning. So a lot of different things, uh, companies will be utilized in the next few years. Um, another thing, we, another goal of the program is supporting the retention of current employees and recruitment of prospective employees by clarifying expectations. Um, the clarifying expectation is something we want to make sure that employees that are bidding on jobs have an understanding about what exactly the job entails, as well as internal employees. Whenever you're in a particular job, what is my next step? What is my career ladder that I could possibly move from here, as long as there's a business need? Um, that's what we're trying to do with this compensation program. Is so you really have a distinct career ladder. Once again, spec program mentioned is you have specs, and they don't really connect. Some of them do, um, but 2317, your next move might be 4578, spec 4578. There's really not a clear distinction. This is going to alleviate that. So. Does anybody have any questions yet? Okay, good. Um, another goal is it considers both internal and external equity. Okay, so the spec program currently looks at internal equity. Um, the Compass program is going to have that internal equity as long as, in addition to external equity. So looking at markets, uh, we'll be looking at market salaries outside in, in uh, education at different Big Ten universities as well as other uni college universities and making sure we're being competitive in that uh, standpoint. So that's a, that's a big goal that we are, are pushing forward um, with this new compensation program. Um, yes? When it comes to, to that one, um, if we're going to consider internal, er, external equity, 
um, and new employees, what are you going to do with existing employees? Yeah, we'll, we'll be looking, I mean, I mean, as far as internal and external equity, I mean, the SPEC program looked at internal, but we also tied it with market for salaries. So um, we'll be looking at employees coming in as well as current employees to make sure that they're paid appropriately also. So it's going to be all, all comprehensive. That it's going to be a whole look at all jobs, not just people coming in, but people here. So picking up on the, given the data from the Commission of Women that shows that there's significant salary discrepancies based on gender, how does this specifically target that discrepancy? Um, I have not seen that data yet, um, but we're, we're looking Read at it and you'll weep as an HR person. It's <laughs> horrifying. If you work in OPP and you're female, what is it, Dale? 72 cents on the dollar is what they earn for comparable jobs? Yeah. I mean, horrifying. And in violation of federal law. Sorry, <laughs> a little bit, but I'm, it, I'm pleased to see the, the language up there, but I'm looking forward to seeing its execution to address those issues. Yeah, we, as a, we strive when those situations come up to make sure that everything is fair and equitable. I have a question to you. Yes. So you said you would compare to other comparable Big Ten universities. Mm -hmm. What about other, um, you know, similar jobs within the state college area? Do you look at that kind of thing as well? Um, you know, we look at the, the area, the local area, um, but we're also looking at education, you know, surveys, so, Cuba salary surveys. That, that's what we're really comparing. We're comparing education to education, same cost of living area. You know, there's a lot of different factors we'll take into consideration. So it's a whole. I wouldn't say it's just straight education, but that's where most of our comparisons will be, will be within the education. Any other questions? I have a question. Yeah. Um, how long, you guys are going to be making comparisons, how long after we do this program will that be completed? Comparisons? Um, are you, are, or is that currently going on? It, it, within the next month, we're going to be matching one of us We'll be talking about this stuff later, this information later. But, okay, um, you can well, just continue then. I'm yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll be matching market, and we'll be doing it every, every so many Every year, we're looking at one salary surveys. <coughs> um, some more advantages of the Comstock programs: it, it does support retention and attraction of the top talent by, as I mentioned before, clear descriptions, clear descriptions of jobs and creating career ladders within jobs. So, career ladders is definitely something you'll be hearing more and more um, once we transition to Comstock. Some people have asked, "Well, is, it, is that my career path?" And a career path is a little bit different from a career ladder. Um, a career ladder is in one particular job title. So, for example, I'm in human resources. My career ladder in human resources as a specialist would be HR1, HR level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Now, my career path would be if I decided that sometime I would want to move out to, say, finance. That'd be my own career path because I'd move into another particular title. So, what this what CompSys program is going to be looking at is career ladders, so ladders within a particular job title. It will definitely uh, provide fair descriptions for that. Identifying competencies required for successful performance in the position. I kind of already talked about this, so that's what we'll be identifying. Um, and once again, reflecting market rates and salary offers. Okay, another advantage is that it also supports more unit autonomy by allowing more flexibility in recruiting and announcing jobs. Um, how many people here have seen um, jobs posted currently with, say, a double zero within a level. Okay, this is where the flexibility comes into play. Um, 
with COMC is that it gives you the opportunity to announce a position at possibly one or two levels, one, two, or three levels. It depends. Anywhere from one to five, that's an open level. So if, say, you're going through a reorganization and you really have a time whenever you can, depending on what candidate you, you um, depending on the candidate, you could possibly hire them at, at one, two, or three. This will provide a unit with the opportunity to actually post that job at an open level, find out who's in their candidate pool, and then identify the responsibilities that would match that level. So it does provide um, a lot of flexibility in that, in that standpoint. Whereas with spec, whatever grade you post a position at, that's the one that's where you have to hire it at. The other advantage is that it also streamlines processes for salary offers and position reviews. Uh, currently, Employment Compensation Division uh, performs the job reviews and establishes a salary for employees. Um, with the new Compsys program, now has to be streamlined to the work unit, um, in which the Human Resource Representative, um, Dale, we're working with the directors, managers, uh, hiring managers to establish salaries or to possibly um, evaluate positions. Uh, we'll be working in conjunction if Dale has any questions for that internal equity piece or Employment compensation will be moving more to a consolidating role instead of every job review coming um, to employment comp. Well, it's, a, it's a, gonna be a huge change. Um, definitely is, it's gonna be a huge change. And this is what actually um, employment compensation will be kind of spending their time on now. Um, we make sure that we have the guidelines set forth for the human resource representatives as well as uh, performing audits on the decisions that have been made as far as through salaries, job reviews, in order to make, in, in order to make sure that the internal equity is maintained. This next slide actually goes through some of the comparisons of the spec and competencies. Some of these I've already mentioned, but we'll go through them real quick. Spec is internally driven versus competencies. It has the market linkage. Spec has 10 factors. Um, these are education experience, um, dexterity, internal and external communication. These are shown in the PIQ. With the competencies, there are actually five competencies, which we'll go into um, in the next few slides. Spec has grades, whereas competencies has the levels. Central OHR reviews jobs. Actually, it's um, streamlined now. PIQ was what we utilized in spec. Uh, and job responsibilities worksheets is what we'll be using in competencies. So in the future when a job is to be reviewed, um, actually I think they'll call these JEDGs, job responsibilities. Yes. Outreach actually put in the performance. That's job descriptions? Yes. Uh, it includes the JRW, the job responsibility worksheet, which are your duties. And, on, and then following that we have the performance standards for each duty, and so therefore outreach calls it a desk job description. The rest of the university may still be just calling it the, the JRW or the job responsibility worksheet. Same thing, only we add performance standards. Okay. So whenever you, you, know, you identify that your job has changed to a higher level, that's whenever you fill out a job, DJD, desk job description, um, to submit it for review. Actually, SPECT is focusing on the job duties, competencies, looking at the competencies. Yes? Um, it had said uh, the unit deter will determine compensation. So internally, we can decide our own salaries of our people? Um, in conjunction with your human resource representatives. They'll be working 
with the hiring manager to identify salaries, and we'll be consulting with the questions. And there will be guidelines. Remember that part, there, folks. There, there, <laughs> there, there yeah, are good there are guidelines for us. That's what we'll be developing. Will be guidelines for kind of work with them. Okay. The next slide goes into the five key competencies. Um, you see here: effective knowledge, accountability, self-management, teamwork and leadership, communication, and innovation and problem solving. If you look, I think it's page five on the right-hand side. There's definitions of each one of those competencies. Uh, just take a few minutes to uh, read through those. Um, eventually, after we leave here, I'd say to become more familiar with those, but those are the evaluation factors and which job will be um, evaluated. As I mentioned, these are the, the five competencies we'll be using. However, there are sub-competencies that a person may have for a particular job. Um, and these will be actually shown in a, more of a posting, posting of the job. That's, what, that's a, some of the search criteria that you may look for for a candidate coming in. So these are the five competencies that we'll be using for evaluation within um, Penn State. But we also understand that there are additional competencies that could be used. Um, the next slide we'll actually go over is some of the terminology that we'll be using over the next next, next few years until uh, uh, we decide on a new conversation program, about 20 years from now. Um, the first thing here is a job family. And um, a job family, they're currently with inspect, there are 32 job families. Um, within competency, we're actually going to be kind of streamlining that down to 19. And what an example of a job family would be, such as continuing education. Um, facilities, athletics, those are examples of job families. So as you can see here, it's a group of jobs that serve a similar overall function. Now, a job category, which you see is the next uh, terminology, it's a further delineation of a job family that allows similar job functions to be combined for purposes of evaluation and management. So for example, if we use um, the job family athletics, um, a job category within athletics could be coaching. So you have coaches. Um, now on the next title here is a job title. That's the next term. So it goes, as you can see here, it's a title associated with a job. So for example, back to the athletics, it'd be a job family of athletics, job category of coaching, job title of head coach, assistant coach, associate coach. So you see how it just kind of breaks everything down a little bit, a little bit um, further. Next piece of this is a level. Now each job title will have a level. It represents the knowledge and skills required for each job. Um, as the level increases, so does the complexity and competencies required for the job. Okay. The five levels that we'll be using within the competencies program are baseline, intermediate, uh, proficient, advanced, and mastery. 
those are also, I think, on the back side um, of the handout. Just enough of the time, you can kind of take that away from uh, this presentation, review it, become familiar with it. Those are the five levels that we'll be utilizing within the Thompson program. The next slide goes over more or less the structure of what I just mentioned. The job family, job category, the job title, and then the levels. You see how it breaks down. One thing you'll notice is in this middle one here, this one has five levels, this particular job title. But as you see through here, not all jobs will have five levels. There may be, there may be a few jobs that only need one to two, or possibly two to three levels within them. So another thing you'll notice is not all jobs start with level one. They may start at a higher level. It may only be at lower levels. So just something you'll notice as we transition the competencies, some of the positions may not have five levels. The next slide actually goes into more of the, oh, sorry. The, the job families, when you went through them, you went like athletics, CD, but then your job category, you know, saying the right word here. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, like if it's staff assistant or program, that could go across different job families, or or is that going to be separate? Like now, it's kind of combined. No, no one no one owns a job family. So um, to say that you know it's an athletics, it doesn't mean that athletics is the only one that owns those jobs. Same as like administration. Okay. No, administration is not the only one that owns that job. They now some jobs may. Most of them may be in a particular area, but not one area owns a whole set of jobs. So the job category could be across job families? Yes. Okay. So that, the job titles could be across job, job families. Family. Okay. I guess they don't, they don't really connect in, in the way you're looking at it. Like, it's saying an outreach would never have a facility job. Even though that's a job family, there's job categories. Outreach would definitely need a facility job Within here, within uh, the organization, so there's not silos that are being built within the program. It's just saying that these are a set of jobs that have similar functions, similar overall responsibilities, and that's a grouping of those jobs. The job category just breaks it down a little bit more. Still in facility, you know, if we're using the facilities example, it's still in facilities, and then it just breaks down into like yes. you might say that when they were working on these job families, like the job families were identified, there's 19 of them. But when they were working on the category and the titles, there was a cross-functional group across all units and outreach working on them. So it wasn't just like our group working on a specific job family or, cat, you know, it was people from all across the university that were in that area were working. Exactly. Yes. Through the development stage of looking at these, um, it's from all across the university. Okay. This is a structure of actually a few different job families that are currently um, have been transitioned to the Compsys program. We see here information technology. Um, it breaks down into the job category of applications, systems, and IT support, and it breaks down even further into job titles and then the levels. You can see within uh, IT, uh, they needed they, there was a need for five levels. Um, within the next job family, which is administration, 
the job category administrative operations, there was two titles <coughs> right now. Um, those will, there'll be more titles as we transition the competencies, but for right now there's administrative support assistant and administrative support coordinator. And as you see, those two particular jobs have four levels um, assigned to each one of the titles. The next uh, slide actually goes into um, the salary piece of the competencies program. As you can see, there'll be bands that we'll have identified. These bands are similar to spec ranges, except they're broader. They're broader than the spec ranges. They go A through O, and A being the lowest, O being the highest. Um, each job title will be assigned a particular salary band. So this is an example here where the HR generalist one, it, based on market, is coming out at a salary band G. As you can see here, there is a gap between the HR generalist one and HR generalist two. This was through a market uh, review that HR generalist twos are paid high, almost two bands higher than HR generalist one. And then generalist three was, was actually paid at a band higher than the generalist two. That's all pulling in market data. Now one thing you'll notice is not all level ones will be paid at start out the same salary band. Depending on the job pulling market data in will depend on where you would fit within a particular um, salary band. Any questions here? The actual, the actual structure will be very similar to spec. We will have, with, so this band structure will be A through O. So, for example, if you had uh, grade 11 through 32, now we have A through O. The bands are wider, and so, for example, uh, band A may go 20,000 to 45,000. Band B may go 25 to 45,000, and it just keeps on okay. edging up. And, as, as you go up within the band. Any additional questions? Will the, the band letter be associated on the job announcement? Like now you can see this, if you're an internal candidate, you can see the spec number? Yes. Okay. Yeah, for internal only. Right. Yes. Right. I don't know what that question was. I, and I bet you those folks can't hear what the questions are either. Is that Altoona? This is Altoona. Altoona, we have a question. Okay. Did you hear the last question? Hello? Are you there? I'm here. It keeps beeping in and out. Did you hear, did you hear the last Hello? <laughs> Tell me there's a delay. There's a, a delay. delay. Yeah, I think there's a delay. Okay, can you hear us now? Yes. Yes. Okay. My, my question is on the bands. Um, is that based upon salaries? And you see you're looking at salaries for these levels based upon what the market demands. Is that the market in State College or is that the market where the individual campuses are located? It, the, the original analysis would be based on the jobs in general um, looking at State College. But for the campuses that do have significant uh, cost of living 
differences, we would be looking at those on a, kind of a separate basis and adjusting those salaries as necessary. Okay, thank you. Yep. And um, I'll repeat your question. I'm not too sure if they heard. Um, my question was if the band uh, level will be noted in the internal job postings just as the spec has been. Yeah, and the, the, um, the actual uh, band associated with the, the position and the level will be identified within the internal job postings. That you'll know whether a job is um, more or less an upgrade or a promotional opportunity for the employee. That's not how it, they're currently doing it. Right now you just see those double zeros or the double whatevers. So that will be a, a change to what is... Yeah. Okay. Next uh, part of the presentation, we'll go into the documents and systems. Um, some of these you may be aware of, some may be the first time you've heard of these. Uh, the three documents and systems that we'll be utilizing will be a job profile, a uh, job responsibilities worksheet, which we kind of already mentioned, and link evaluate. What a profile is, is um, a document that defines the job category, job title, and outlines the following for each level typical uh, work activities, and the education and experience. This is very similar to a spec that we, have, we currently have. Next slide actually shows you an example of the summary page for a profile. As you can see, it outlines the, um, the category in which the position is in, the title, uh, the category definition, the job title definition, which would outline the responsibilities of a, of a person in this particular uh, role working condition and other requirements. This will be at the, the forefront of every profile. Now, within the profiles, you have your levels. As I mentioned before, levels one through five. Um, within, each, within each profile, as you can see here, you have the typical experience education guidelines, similar to spec, where it outlines the typical years of education experience. This one uh, requires a high school in zero years. On the right-hand side, you'll see that the typical work activities listed. Um, as the levels increase, so does the level of competencies, the level of responsibilities within a particular position. So when you go to a level two for a particular within a profile, you'll see that the difference in responsibilities has also increased. Any questions regarding the profile? Like I said, it's very, very similar to a spec um, of the current currently. Okay, the next is the job responsibilities worksheets, which I think everyone pretty much understands what this is. We actually have an example in the booklet. It documents the responsibilities of a specific position. As I mentioned before, this is actually utilized for the uh, job review process. So the form is completed by the employees and reviewed by the supervisor. The next um, slide goes over a system that's going to be utilized by human resource representatives um, and supervisors to evaluate positions. Um, it's actually something that we, um, within employment compensation, we're going to be utilizing it to store more or less the history of a particular position. So your job responsibilities worksheets that um, everyone's filling out, we'll have them assigned with, to a particular position number within this system. So we'll be able to see the progression of positions as you move through your career. Um, 
so we'll be able to have all that information. And we'll use it for historical as well as auditing purposes to make sure that there's equity throughout the university. Next uh, part of the presentation, we'll actually go over is the transition process. Um, as you see here, there's approximately 9,000 employees, uh, staff employees, that will be transitioning um, over the next, um, actually July 1st. Five groups of employees, approximately 3,800 have already transitioned. They are the HR exempt employees, the IT exempt employees, uh, research engineers, uh, development fundraising staff, and administrative support employees. The administrative support was the most recent. It was in October 2008. So, as you can see, we've got a lot of jobs to transition over in the next few months, uh, well over half. So, that's, that's a lot of jobs, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> Are the payroll bands um, set for those groups that have been transitioned over yet? Yes. They, they have been. They have been set. Um, those, are, those are, we have not sent those out or put those out on a guru yet. Um, we're looking to possibly have all the salary band information put out on Guru come July 1st when the transition takes place. But we do have salary bands associated with all those jobs. So. As I mentioned, these are a lot of jobs. Um, <coughs> transitions. The next question is, well, how are you doing this? Because it is a lot of jobs. And we're actually doing this through transition teams. Um, within each job family, within each job category, there's actually teams that are helping us transition these positions. Their main responsibilities are to um, review current job specifications and job responsibilities worksheets. Through that, they're identifying opportunities for consolidation. Then once again, after they more or less start consolidating the jobs, they'll look at opportunities for career ladders, which is a whole underlying factor of the competencies program. Then they'll be creating new competencies profiles and mapping, mapping spec positions to competencies profiles. So as you can see here, this team has been tasked to look at current current jobs, all specs uh, in which employees are are, um, are in, look at them, look for areas of consolidation, um, eventually develop the profiles, as we mentioned a few slides back, and then identify which jobs are going to be mapped to which profiles and the levels. That all makes sense as far as what these teams are actually supposed to be doing. A lot of people are like, well, kind of have questions about this. Um, as of right now, if you have not been contacted, um, there's really everybody asks, what responsibility do I have now? I'm not on a team. Then you necessarily don't have to worry about anything right now, or even in the future. Um, these teams are developing um, the profiles, and they'll be moving forward from there viewing them, okay? As I mentioned, uh, the Office of Human Resources, Human Resource Representatives and Directors of Business Services will be providing communication, consultation to transition teams throughout the process. Um, we will review the profiles created by the transition teams. So once the teams have created the profiles, we'll be reviewing them, make sure there's not duplication, to make sure that they're from a human resource standpoint, that they make sense, that they are, you know, they have flow. And to make sure, like I mentioned, the main thing there's no duplication throughout the university. Then what we'll be doing is we're doing the mapping of spec jobs to competency jobs. So we'll be looking at each one of the spec jobs and seeing where they're going to be moving into the competencies program and see if that makes sense. We'll approve that and then we'll we'll kind of move forward with it. 
looking at the next steps here, um, the first step you can see here, teams submit job profiles and spec mapping plans to in city. This actually happened at the end of February. Um, we were actually right on target. We had almost all of them in by February 28th. Um, I had a presentation this morning and they asked, well, how many profiles are we looking at? Um, there's a lot of them. Um, we have, like I said, we had 19 job families. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it's between prior, close to 70 job categories. So you're breaking them down. And then I'd say on average, at least four, I'd say at least four, uh, four titles per job category. So there's 280 job titles then with five bubbles underneath it. So it's a lot of jobs. So there's a lot of work that was uh, performed in the last uh, year. So that was the deadline for submitting all those profiles was February 28th. Um, from now until April, what ENC is going to be doing is reviewing and finalizing the job profiles and spec mapping plans. Eventually we'll prepare a list um, of transitioning employees and new job titles levels based on a mapping plan. We'll review those, make sure they're okay, and then we'll actually send it out to the human resource representatives and directors of business services to review the list to make sure that they make sense make sure it works with their employees. They'll review it, um, and then we'll kind of move forward with the next, the next phase of the process. Through this, from January to October, we will be providing training for employees and their supervisors. This will be an ongoing training, because as we transition into competencies, we still want to make sure people coming into universities are aware, understand the whole uh, program. ENC and Human Resource represents, Representatives provide general and employee-specific communications. Questions in the past have been asked, well, how do I know where I go? And this is exactly when we will be um, letting employees know. April, um, April to July, we'll be, we'll be sending out information, explaining to the employees that you were previously this in spec, you'll be moving to this in competencies with the level. So each employee will, will receive uh, communication. As you see here, July 1st, 2010, um, new job titles and level assignments become effective. So. In July, that's when we'll want us to hit the button and transition all the jobs into competencies. From July to December 2010, there will be a quiet period just to make sure that there isn't, uh, just to make sure everything is transitioning okay and there isn't any outliers or anything we've missed along the, along the, the way. So, any questions regarding the training? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like in regards to, um, because you can't see what they're doing. Usually you see the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Altoona, you can go ahead. Um, sorry if I interrupted somebody over there, but I do have a question. Yeah. Are these levels um, determined by the person's job responsibilities worksheet? Um, the job responsibilities worksheet is, as well as the spec um, will determine what grade you're in and then which would ultimately turn into a level. So it seems to me if you're a really good writer and you can, you know, uh, do well with your words, you may be able to uh, evaluate yourself a little higher than maybe you should be, or on the other hand, you're not that, somebody that is not that, you know, does not have that writing skill, may not get on paper where they should be. Um, what, what will um, help with those issues? 
Uh, that's actually when a job review will take place. Um, currently, if if a job, if someone's in flux their position under job responsibilities worksheets, that's where the supervisor is supposed to look at it and say, actually, they're not doing that, or they'll go back to their employee and say, actually, you're doing a lot more than what you have listed here in your job responsibilities worksheets. So that's like the checks and balance with the supervisor, and then from an evaluation standpoint. Um, the human resource representative will actually review the responsibilities, talk about the responsibilities of the employee, um, and then determine the actual level in which the person is functioning. Is this after everybody's levels are determined? Because you know I'm not putting anybody down here by by no means, but we were really not given a lot of guidance. You know, we were given a sheet and told to complete this form, but really not a lot of guidance on. You know, the effect of what we wrote down on those job responsibility worksheets. Well, I mean, for the initial transition from spec to competencies, we'll be actually mapping specs. So if you're properly graded where you're, where you're currently, where you're located right now, um, the transition will be an easy transition into competencies. So the job responsibility... But what about the level the, the, of the competencies? You, particular specs will move into a particular level. So, for example, if you're a grade 21 and, um, and you're functioning at a grade 21, well then what, what the transition teams have done is provided us with information of what a grade 21 in a particular job family, what, it's, what level it's functioning at, and that's where they map that job over to a level. Okay? So okay. As, as long as you're properly classified in a, in a spec program, then you should be properly classified in the competencies program. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Other questions? Yeah, um, so I wanna kinda of make sure I understand how you talk about career ladders and like mapping and things. So like in other places where I've worked, it was kind of clear your path, like there was staff, senior staff manager, senior manager, director, and so on and so forth. Is that the kind of consistency that this transition is supposed to be applying so that it's kind of clear um, not actually the transition, but competencies in general. I mean, competencies will actually, whenever you get transitioned into a particular um, title, then you would have your career path, as you mentioned. So is it going to be like consistent throughout all of Penn State? Yes, it will be consistent. So like a title in one unit would be very, you know, the same level pretty much as a title in another unit? Yes, um, but the other piece of it is a working title. Some employees have working titles that is different from their current spec job. Now, you can still have your working title, um, but whatever IBIS title, that's how you'd be evaluated within, similar to as, as today in the spec program. They so why do we still need working titles, though? Why do we need two different titles? Well, it, 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 if you utilize, like, um, currently my, my title is a human resource specialist, but I work in employment and compensation, so I'm an employment and compensation specialist. If, 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 we, yeah, if we created, um, we'd have so many different titles out there, then within each, then we'd have to create levels within each title. So there would be so many um, job titles out there, which one of the things with the SPEC program is we have a lot of titles out there. Um, we have almost 4,000 uh, 4, titles that's out in the, the SPEC program. A lot of titles, employees technically doing the same thing, maybe in a different area. The, the responsibilities are the same. How many titles do you anticipate having after this program's implemented? Well, that's, um, if you do the math real quick, um, if there's 70, 70 categories, and I said just an average of four job titles per category, per category, 
You can narrow that down from four to four four thousand. Well, then what you do is when you multiply it by how many levels, so then you, it actually it goes back up to over a thousand. So I mean, but there's a lot of area consolidation. There's a lot of I mean, and probably as employees, you've probably been out under our spec program and seen jobs that have the same exact titles, the same grades, and have one or two responsibilities that are maybe a little bit different. They're technically doing the same thing. It's just a something a little bit separate. So we, the teams combined that, consolidated those into one title, and, and pulled other ones in. Was there another question? I'm assuming that salaries aren't going to be touched in the transition. Everything would, every just the just the competency would transition over salaries will remain the same, yes. correct? Yes. Yes. For the, for the transition, um, if you're properly classified in spec program and you move into a Competencies level is it would be the same salary. Now, if there's there's there, it, it'd be as an exception if there was any other, any other way. Can you talk a little bit more about the review period and what you why there's a six month quiet period? I think you called it. Um, it's just, just to make sure. I mean, with administrative support, we had a six month quiet period also. Just to make sure that there are, you know, if any any particular employee is not classified appropriately, that we have time to look at it. And you never know. I mean, when we're in, maybe a certain title is not working. It's hard to say. It's just better to give that buffer, just to kind of, because the idea is that prior to moving into the competencies program, you're properly classified. Now, if there are situations that do arise, that changes need to be made. Those would be exceptions. So you, you kind of want to keep that. Um, the time afterwards just to kind of make sure that any small intricacy thing type things are worked out. Yes. Sorry. That's the um, last question for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for the like the market review that you guys have done to check if salaries are equitable to other similar jobs outside of Penn State, you aren't especially in like the IT transition. You're not finding that there's a lot of raises going on just because, I mean, IT professionals in private industry get paid a lot more than they do at Penn State as a, as a rule. It's, it's higher, higher education versus industry. There's always a, you know, a difference in pay. Um, we don't, I mean, we're actually at the beginning, as we're at the second step that we're at April, where we just started reviewing the profiles. So now we're gonna go out to market around the April to June timeframe and start looking at our market matches. During that time, we may find some jobs that are a little bit different. Um, we're, we're anticipating that there's not going to be a drastic change, uh, just because IT was so volatile in the market. Um, but well, I mean, it could be for any, any yeah, any position. yeah. I mean, if in, I mean, whatever the market is showing, we'll, we'll try to be competitive. So we'll make adjustments as necessary. But overall, we're we're not anticipating a whole influx of changes of salaries and people being way under minimums and you know we, we, we see that it should be pretty consistent so. any other questions yeah what happens after the quiet period you keep saying well we need that six month buffer then what well as far as the quiet period it's just that there, as far as for a job review standpoint there won't, there, won't, there won't be any job reviews during that time then after that then the unit will start determining levels, and it'll just be similar to how we're functioning today. So whenever a person's job has changed, and I think the job be reviewed, similar. Now, during that quiet period, 
um, it's not quite for you know, a new job needs to be created within an area, those will still move on. So, yes? Is that quiet period for all jobs or just the new, the ones that are newly transitioned? Like the ones that were already transitioned, are they included in that quiet period? Like uh, they no. couldn't be reviewed or anything? No, they, they will not be included. There will, there will be a quiet period for all jobs, but that after, after the transition, it won't be for all. They'll be for only the jobs that have transitioned at this point in time. Okay, so if, if you wanted something looked at from another. Yeah, if it. Okay. Yeah. Next, we'll go into some of the resources, um, as Dale mentioned earlier. Um, we do have a competency webpage. It's updated with FAQs, uh, presentations. This presentation will be out there shortly with audio. Um, forms, documents, and other team information is also out there. We also have a wiki. Um, I presented to a, a group this morning that had no idea what a wiki was. So if you don't know, that's fine. You can use our website. If you kind of understand what a wiki is, I'd say go out there and look at it. It has all types of information regarding competencies. The information from our web page, Compass web page, is also at the wiki, vice versa. So if you don't have a wiki, you, you want to use one, it's there for both. Any questions um, regarding the Compass program should be re referred to the supervisor, human resource representatives. That's not to say that if you contact me, I'm going to say, nope, contact Dale. You know, uh, we're just trying to keep the communication going through supervisors, human resource representatives, and human resource rep representatives who contact us. This is actually a few, a few of the links to the PNC website, um, the competencies webpage, as well as the wiki, and the human resource representative link. Any additional questions? I know that I definitely didn't answer all your questions right now. appreciate everyone coming today. Um, we'll actually be sending out a survey um, to everyone who attended today. Um, well, just getting out to make sure that we, we um, most touched on everything that you thought the presentation would touch on. So there'll be a link uh, that they'll actually be sent through the Zoomerang, Zoomerang survey. So I think we'd like you to fill it out and go um, If you have any additional questions, feel free to raise your hand. Um, my name is Clint Yuri once again if you need to contact me for anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.